How do we separate narratives of power and dominance from unresolved societal conflicts in our modern world? Do you mean like exploring the mythological narrative of Zeus as a mirror to our contemporary power dynamics? Exactly, Matthew. You know, power structures have been a part of our social narratives for ages. And from what I've read, the Zeus mythology epitomizes this with his constant assertion of dominance. Could his narrative signify an inherent human weakness? An innate desire for power? I find your viewpoint fascinating, Lily. Mythologies, it appears, have a remarkable capacity to hold a mirror up to our contemporary society, and perhaps our own selves. Indeed, the Zeus story could be more than a tale of ancient Greek glory. It might provide a psychological blueprint for how power operates and the psychological implications of such dominance. In particular, the issue of how power corrupts or influences human behavior and decision-making, right? Certainly. Zeus's narrative offers us a gripping peek into the psychology of power and dominance, of how those at the top rule, and those at the base, endure. His narrative might even offer explanations to the power hierarchies and dynamics prevalent in our present-day society. That's an intriguing perspective. After all, if we see our societal norms reflected through mythology, it gives us an engaging historical angle to contemplate on. As we unravel Zeus's narrative, what stands out is his inclination towards dominance, a trait resonating with our discourse on power structures. From the shaping of the universe to asserting his will on other gods, Zeus's mythology is imbued with a thirst for control. True, Lily. His ascension to the divine throne itself is an instance of decisive power play. The overthrowing of his father, Cronus, was not only a fight for survival, but also a pursuit to establish his reign. Would it be too far-fetched to draw parallels with today's corporate power game? I see where you're coming from, Donald. Zeus's assertion of power indeed mirrors instances when corporate leaders aggressively grab power. For Zeus, it was about survival, dominance, and control. And in today's world, these traits still hold relevance. Do we see modern leaders exercising power to stay dominant, much like Zeus? I mean, if we look closer, Zeus's decision-making under moments of pressure might hint at the inner workings of a dominant psyche, don't you think? Possibly, Lily. Even Zeus's strategic marriage to Hera, the goddess of marriage, could be seen as a tactical move to consolidate his position. And such strategic maneuvers are pretty common in modern power structures and merger deals. That's an interesting connection, Donald. For Zeus, power and dominance were wielded strategically, not only showcasing his influential position, but also creating a persona of invincibility. His methodology surely warrants introspection to comprehend modern interpretations of power archetypes. So, bringing the conversation back to Zeus's dominance, could it be that his narrative reflects some parts of our contemporary power dynamics? What are your thoughts? I agree, Lily. As we learn more about Zeus's mythic life, besides being a riveting epic tale, it offers us a psychological blueprint of raw power, dominance, and control reflected in the modern world as well. Exploring Zeus's narrative, we realize, can provide illuminating insights into the machinations of dominance and power. How Zeus maneuvered through dilemmas and asserted his authority offers a stark reflection of our own power dynamics.
Taking a closer look at Zeus's conflict resolution, one starts to observe a pattern of force as the prevalent solution. From overthrowing his father Cronus to dealing with rebellious gods, most of Zeus's problems seem to be solved with violence and domination. Isn't that reminiscent of our dictatorial regimes? That's right, Matthew. Also, there's an unsettling parallel behind this domination. Fear. When Zeus quelled the giants or Titan rebellions, his response was not just decisive, but terrifying. Did he do it to ensure no one else dare rebel? In essence, he was using fear as a tool of control. And there's not much of a shift when we delve into his personal relationships either, is there? Be it his marriage to Hera or multiple affairs, Zeus's relationships were more about power consolidation than affection. Wouldn't you agree? Quite so, Lily. His marriages often add to his power or serve as strategic alliances. For example, his union with Metis, goddess of wisdom, is believed to be to avoid a prophesied son stronger than him. Here too we see control underpinning his relationships. This brings us to another interesting point. Does this display of dominance stem from insecurity? The fear of losing his position? If we look at his preemptive strike against his pregnant wife Metis, to prevent the prophesied stronger offspring, it might imply so. So beneath the imposing exterior, Zeus could be insecure, constantly fighting to maintain his dominance. Not quite the invincible figure he's often portrayed as, is he? Possibly, Lily. But whatever his personal shortcomings may be, it's the ramifications of his dominance and fearsome reputation that interest us, for it's the dynamics between Zeus and his subjects that hold a mirror to our own societal hierarchies. Zeus is often viewed as this powerful, all-knowing figure. But considering his relationships, we've already seen some cracks in that facade. How does that narrative continue within the context of his fatherhood? Does his approach to his children showcase the same dominance we've seen so far? From available tales, Zeus doesn't seem to fit the image of a doting father. His relationships with his numerous offspring often tend to mirror his stance on power, dominance more than familial bonding. Right, Matthew. Consider Hephaestus, the god of blacksmiths, for example. When he sided with his mother in an argument, Zeus flung him from Mount Olympus. That's a rather harsh way to express parental disapproval, don't you think? Harsh is an understatement, Donald. It's almost frightening to realize how Zeus uses fear as a tool, not just with his subjects, but his own children. You're not off base, Lily. His paternal narrative seems to revolve more around power assertion than affection. Frightening or not, it gives us insight into Zeus's tactics, creating fear to protect his position. Exactly. To keep a check on the possible threats to his power, even if they're his children. I know we mentioned Zeus's dominative instincts earlier, but could his actions be driven by the same fear as well? Perhaps, Donald. We've already seen the connection between his actions and fear of losing power earlier in our conversation. This could be another manifestation of his insecurity, using dominance to veer off any perceived threats. Interesting thoughts, Matthew. Zeus, the king of gods, being insecure. It definitely reshapes how we perceive him, doesn't it? Oh, it does, Lily. Uncovering layers of Zeus's psychology, we find a more complex image than just a domineering deity. But this brings us back to our main topic, 
how such traits reflect back on us and our society. Reflecting our earlier discussion, doesn't Zeus's display of dominance represent societal norms of ancient Greece? Definitely smells like that, Matthew. It even goes beyond Zeus. Greek mythology as a whole reflected the cultural norms of that era. What do you think, Donald? Absolutely, Lily. They say that art imitates life. Perhaps the same analogy applies here. Greek mythology, while colourful and dramatic, always had one key underlying feature, dominance. And by far, there was no greater representation of this than Zeus. So dominant figures like Zeus for the Greeks were perhaps an embodiment of the cultural norms they adhered to. It seems reasonable to believe so. The concept of patriarchy, which sees men hold primary power, was ingrained deeply in ancient Greek society. They considered it a societal norm. Zeus's narrative only corroborates this. Right. His actions were extreme at times, like hurling Hephaestus from Mount Olympus, exercising unparalleled power in all realms, all echoed societal norms of that period. Also, let's not forget that despite being perceived as a relatively enlightened society, ancient Greeks practiced slavery. They viewed it as a natural outcome of warfare, which was common in those times. Yes, the Greek societal hierarchy is mirrored in the way Zeus maintained order amongst his subjects, divine or mortal. Military might and dominance had a key role in ancient Greece, and Zeus reflects that. Undoubtedly. His character traits resonate with societal norms back then, screaming, might is right, which is a dangerous road to tread. It's fascinating how an entire civilization's essence can be encapsulated through their mythology's dominant narratives, in this case, Zeus's story. Absolutely, Matthew. And this influence of Zeus's mythology on historical and societal norms goes beyond Greece's borders, onto the world stage. Definitely noteworthy, Lily. The Zeus mythology's broader influence, as previously stated, feeds into the global concepts of dominance which we see prevalent, even today. Let's look at Zeus's representation of power and might within Greek culture. Yes, and to do that, first we have to acknowledge the prominence of Zeus's narrative within Greek mythology. Zeus stands tall and the most significant figure in Greek pantheon. His power, might and quite dominantly masculine traits infused into society's DNA. Society's DNA. Now that's a powerful thought to consider. But, Donald, how exactly did Zeus's prominence translate into societal norms beyond these power structures? In essence, Zeus's mythological eloquence and absolute dominance reverberated across the social spectrum, creating patterns which were later adopted as societal norms. Zeus, as the sky and thunder god in ancient Greek religion, controlled laws and social order. His notion of justice, which occasionally may seem random or even capricious to us, was the guiding principle for Greek societies functioning back then. Really fascinating. Let's elaborate on the societal implications that have come about as a result of Zeus's narrative. Lily? Absolutely. The rigidity of the hierarchical structures in Greek society, the patriarchy, and the acceptance of acts that we would deem cruel or outrageous now, like considering war and slavery as a natural part of life, these were all mirrored in the tales of Zeus. 
His narratives laid out a societal framework for the ancient Greeks, offering tacit approval for these norms. Does this portrayal of Zeus have any lasting societal implications, Donald? I think so. Seeing the chaos that Zeus could create sort of worked as a deterrent, maintaining social order. Humans have always been bound by fear, and in this case, it was Zeus and his wrath. Fear was used to caution people against certain actions and guide them towards others. The imagery of Zeus, the terrible father who goes to incomprehensibly extreme extents to maintain his power, remains etched in collective memory, even to this day. Yet it's not just fear. Zeus was also revered and seen as a god who upheld justice and protected the sanctity of guest friendship, which has shaped how we view hospitability. His myth has created a double-edged sword of reverence and fear that to some extent still influences human psyche and behavior. It's a sobering thought that the psychological effects of a mythological character born thousands of years ago still echo in contemporary life. Let's explore the psychological implications of Zeus's absolute power. In psychology, there are several types of dominance, physical, intellectual, social. Zeus's brand of dominance skews astronomical. Absolutely, his dominance is absolute. It's also unrivaled and unchallenged. Zeus's behavior is an exploration of the science of dominance and power. It shows how individuals in positions of power behave and use that power. And that's why his narrative is both terrifying and intriguing. Yes, Zeus's dominance not only displays the capabilities of an absolute authority figure, but also reveals the psychological complexities associated with it. It makes me wonder how much Zeus's psychology influenced his subjects. Populations often mirror the psyche of the dominant figure during that time period. We see this occur throughout history. Zeus would have had a profound psychological impact on those around him, reinforcing certain societal norms. I must confess there's something disturbing about that absolute power. Like absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's evident that Zeus's dominion over Olympus had no constructive checks and balances. That's a powerful contemplation. The balance of power is indeed essential for stability. Even in a mythological setting, unchecked power had chaotic outcome. Yes, the dynamic between Zeus and his subjects offers an interesting psychological study. The effects of inequality and absolute power can be traumatizing and detrimental to societal growth. After all, Hierarchies of power and dominance always have psychological implications in any social setup. Studying Zeus, we encounter another striking characteristic, polygamy. He didn't just embody dominance but also polygamy, raising questions about the correlation between the two. Zeus had numerous consorts and countless offspring, reflecting his unfettered power. His relationships were, in essence, assertions of his dominance. True, and his proclivity toward polygamy could be an extension of this dominance. It may stem from the same desire to monopolize, control, and overwhelm. Interesting observation, Matthew. Drawing vast dominance and polygamy together like this seems to be speaking to the larger narrative of power over others. The powerful often wield power in different spheres, including personal relationships, which we see in Zeus. It's curious, isn't it? How these patterns of monarchical authority and quantity of consorts go hand in hand, aren't there parallels in our human history as well? Yes, historically, powerful men often had multiple partners. That said, 
one must recognize the inherent imbalance present. This isn't a concept we should romanticize. Indeed, Lily, especially when we link it with the might-makes-right concept, it's problematic. The assumption that those with power are justified in their actions. While Zeus's mythology is fascinating, it also presents behavioral aspects we as a society must learn from and strive not to mimic. Agree. It's essential to critically review these narratives. What do you think, listeners? How far have we come from the might-makes-right concept, and what more needs to be done? Curious observation, isn't it? How the threads of Zeus's power dynamics can still be observed in modern leadership. What do you mean by that, Matthew? Well, let's consider corporate spaces. The dominant narrative is often the higher-ups exerting control over the more junior employees. This is a reflection of Zeus's control over his subjects, similar to how a CEO would run a company. I see what you mean, Matthew. Absolute domination doesn't create a healthy ecosystem. That is one lesson we should learn from Zeus. A leader shouldn't just assert dominance, but foster growth and harmony. True, but absolute power can also bring chaos, if not handled properly. While Zeus was an efficient ruler, his unchecked power led to many issues. Can leaders today learn from that? Certainly, Donald, and that is why it's key to understand the fine distinction between dominance and misuse of power. So are we seeing a shift towards more participative styles of leadership now? Yes, we are, Lily. There is a greater emphasis on equality and inclusion in leadership today. It's about creating an environment where everyone feels valued and has opportunities for growth. But ancient narratives like that of Zeus serve as cautionary tales, reminding us of the potential adversities of unbridled power and dominance. Matthew, you mentioned earlier that dominance should not be misconstrued with abuse of power. Could leaders of our time avoid such pitfalls? Well, Lily, awareness and self-reflection could be a starting point. For instance, Leaders could constantly question if their actions are affecting their team negatively. Through this, they may be able to recognize power abuse and strive towards rectifying it. Would that essentially mean going against the might-makes-right concept that was rampant in Zeus's narrative and still echoes in our societies today? Not necessarily, Donald. It's about understanding that power comes with responsibilities and exploitation shouldn't be a byproduct of authority. Leaders today have the ability to create collaborative environments where input from all stakeholders is respected. Sounds like a healthier approach. But do you think this shift from dominance to more participatory leadership is feasible in real-world scenarios? Yes, Lily, because inclusive leadership cultivates collective decision-making and employee engagement, leading to better outcomes. It creates a sense of belonging, fosters innovation, and promotes organizational growth. But leaders also need a mix of other qualities like empathy, communication, and problem-solving to effectively implement this shift. So if leaders strive for these traits and maintain a humanistic approach in their leadership, could they essentially avoid falling into Zeus's power trap? Exactly, Donald. Harboring Zeus's authority without his mistakes may form the foundation of balanced leadership. It's about learning from history and mythology and not repeating their folly.
Can Zeus's behavior be considered reflective of universal human traits? To some extent, Lily. His dominance and quest for power echo the leadership styles of many monarchs and autocrats in history. These are still observable in some societies and organizations today. Additionally, from a psychological perspective, Zeus's behaviors could be seen as an exaggeration of innate human drives. The need for power or dominance, for instance, can be traced back to primal survival instincts. And do we, as regular humans, naturally gravitate toward power like Zeus did? Yes, Lily, we do. But it's more complex than just seeking power. It's about desiring influence and control. It's how we use that power that changes things, and where Zeus often faltered. The line between dominance and oppression in Zeus's narrative is thin, indeed. In fact, it's very reminiscent of certain modern-day power structures. Do you think our systems have evolved from narratives like that of Zeus? Well, it's hard to say for certain, Lily. But myths like that of Zeus may very well have set an example for leadership in the past, which has trickled down into our systems today. And it's important to remember that while we may see certain behaviors in ourselves or society mirrored in Zeus, we have the cognitive power to break these patterns. We've evolved to a state where we can question, adapt, and change the power dynamics that don't serve us. We've looked at Zeus's power dynamics in depth. What can we say about societal relationships and hierarchy? Great point, Lily. To analyze this, let's think about power itself. Power by nature involves a relationship. Perhaps just like Zeus, leaders today impose their dominance within these relationships. Matthew, isn't that largely why hierarchies exist? Human instinct reveres power because historically it has been linked to survival, Zeus's narrative being a perfect personification. So, doesn't that mean our sociopolitical structures have naturally evolved from our survival instincts? Similar to, let's say, a pack of wolves where the strongest is the leader. Certainly, Lily. The powerful, dominant leader and subservient subjects seems to be a pattern. However, unlike Zeus, Contemporary societies are now promoting shared power and collaboration. Yes, instead of a single dominant figure like Zeus, we now see a collective force. This shift brings us closer towards a more democratic governance. A fascinating shift indeed from Zeus's autocracy to modern democracy. But can we consider this as a true evolution? In terms of power dynamics, are we really doing better than ancient Greeks? And does this evolution reflect a change in how humans perceive power since the days of Zeus? Is our attraction to power changing too? Both are formidable questions. Though I think our expression and understanding of power definitely has evolved, the primal instincts of power might still be the same. By using Freud's theories, Zeus's actions could be explained as his ID, the instinctual part of the mind, taking over. These raw instinctual desires such as lust for power or dominance over others are ever-present in Zeus's character. And on the flip side, we also see Zeus's super-ego at play, right? This ego ideal, some form of moral standard that he holds, comes into light when he tries to maintain the order of Olympus. Can we see this as balancing act between the ED and the super-ego? Certainly. The ego's job is to balance the demands of the Eid with the constraints of reality. 
but one might argue whether he does a good job or not, considering his notorious infidelity and his numerous conflicts. Well, if we extend to Jung's theories, we could view Zeus as sort of an archetypal ruler, someone in control, displaying charismatic leadership, but also capable of being tyrannical at times. The archetype definitely fits with Zeus's narrative, also adding layers to his personality. The symbolic representation of the ruler, however, also resonates across many other mythologies. Absolutely. This universal concept of a powerful ruler appears in almost all cultures, showing the importance of dominance and hierarchy at the time they were created. And Zeus, for one, fits perfectly into that archetype. Lastly, if we view Zeus through Adlerian theory, we understand the importance Adler places on the striving for power. Zeus's dominance, his quest for power and control, actually aligns with Adler's ideas regarding inferiority and the need to be superior. Zeus, in his continuous power struggles, definitely seems to display Adler's theories. This recurring need to assert dominance again and again, the power conflicts with Titans and even with his own children. These actions reflect a deep-seated urge for superiority as well as a fear of inferiority. With all these power dynamics in play, have you ever thought about the moral implications of Zeus's narrative? It's true, Matthew. Zeus's narrative seems to straddle the line on what we'd consider morally acceptable. This is more evident in the way his dominance often manifests itself in oppressive ways, highlighting an ethical challenge. So, are we suggesting that the mythology endorses these questionable moral standards? Or is it merely reflecting the societal norms of the time? Good question, Lily. It's a complex dilemma. Recall that mythology often communicates societal norms and beliefs, so one might argue that these mythologies were designed to mirror the ancient Greek society, societal norms, and behavioral expectations. But we also have to remember that narratives like Zeus's didn't just reflect society, they also shaped it. Children growing up hearing these stories would internalize these values and behaviors, perpetuating the cycle. Right. And what strikes me is the message it sends regarding power and authority. Zeus's actions were rarely questioned due to his powerful status. Could this possibly encourage a dangerous leader-is-always-right perspective? It certainly could. And such narratives could potentially normalize autocratic rule and despotism. Remember, mythology was a form of public discourse in ancient societies, and through these narratives, people learned what behavior was acceptable, praised, or condemned. Exactly. It's crucial to distinguish the possible harmful lessons from these stories and scrutinize any potential impact. These mythologies are not just fables. They acted like the social contracts of the time. So, when using psychological theories to decipher these mythologies, moral implications should be equally considered. And understanding these implications can help us gain insights into both the past and the present. Zeus's portrayal in modern pop culture, how does it compare with the ancient narrative we've been discussing, and what are the psychological implications? Interesting question, Matthew. We've seen a variety of representations wound around our ancient perception of Zeus. From TV shows to movies, each has its spin on Zeus's personality, powers, and relationships. Right, Lily. 
A common thread seems to be Zeus's dominance and leadership, aligned with the original mythology. However, we often see these modern depictions immensely humanise Zeus, unlike his traditionally omnipotent, seemingly untouchable persona. I see what you mean, Donald. More nuanced portrayals of Zeus, depicting him with vulnerabilities and internal struggles, add human relatability. It significantly changes the God from Mountaintop narrative. That's an interesting point. It could imply a shifting societal view on leadership and power, leaning towards empathetic and relatable leaders, contrasting the superlative figures of ancient mythologies. Potentially, yes. What do you think, Lily, about the psychological impacts of replacing the brooding, omnipotent Zeus with a more relatable version? It's certainly thought-provoking. On one hand, it can be seen as an attempt to comprehend power and dominance in a more nuanced manner, breaking down the archetype we've discussed. On the other hand, could it be diluting the potency of the message that the original narrative intended to convey? That's certainly possible, Lily. Furthermore, the depiction of Zeus as flawed and mortal-like might be our subconscious way of reckoning with the incontrovertible truth about power. It's complex, capable of greatness and tyranny alike. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? Are we trying to empathise more with power, or trivialise its potential dangers by painting such a diversified picture of an ancient figure like Zeus? What does it reveal about our collective human psyche?